anybody anybody if this is your first time listening to the move swiftly podcast welcome to the show glad to have you looking forward for you looking forward to you being back for our continuous success welcome to the journey for all my regular listeners thank you for for joining thank you for the support thank you for continuing to stay with me we have come a very very long way and if you are a regular listener you know what this podcast is all about you already know what the show is all about this show specifically, let me lay it out again, just in case for all my new listeners. This show is strictly for the people, strictly for the folks who want to be successful in life. This show is for the folks who have decided, who have conditioned their mind that where they are right now is not where they're going to be. They're going to be somewhere further down the line. All right. And in order for you to be get further down the line, you have got to ask yourself, ask yourself this question. As you ask yourself this question, as you're preparing your business, as you're organizing your plan, as you're trying to figure out how you're going to kickstart the business, all these great things, the, the logo, the slogan, the, the concept, whatever it is you're into, ask yourself, what hours are you willing to work? What hours, how many hours are you really willing to put into this business? All right. Now, for my regular listeners, you guys have heard me tell the story about when I worked at LA Fitness. There was a time in which I was a sales associate at a LA Fitness in Laurel, Maryland. I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland, so near the Laurel area, not too far. I was a I was a sales counselor for an LA Fitness, like I mentioned. And this this was a a very critical time in my life. About a year, not even a year, a couple months prior to me getting that job, I was bankrupt. I lost my car, I lost my phone, I lost everything. Uh, car, phone, and I, that's pretty much all I had at the time. So I was, I had to move back home. I had no money, I had no income. I, I lost everything. I was only 26 at the time, so it was a good time to actually go broke and really experience that feeling. And a way for me, the, one of the things I did to get myself, kind of get back on my feet, is I had to take a job at a place where I really didn't want to work. I didn't really want to work at a, as a sales counselor at LA Fitness. I didn't like what they did. I didn't like what they stood for, all those kinds of things. However, it was a turning point for, turning point for me because of the lessons that I picked up on how to sell. All right, there, there, I, I gained a very valuable mentor. His name was Dupree. Dupree was the sales, he was the general manager at the LA Fitness that I worked at. However, his now he's the VP and he moved up and it was very significant. It was a very significant connection because he was one of obviously one of the top sellers at LA Fitness. 
and one one of the things that uh, the corporate people at LA Fitness would do is whenever they see somebody with potential, they would always send him send them to Dupree, send him or her to Dupree, and Dupree would train them and teach them how to sell LA Fitness memberships, things like that. So it was a very, you know, he was the mentor, I was the mentee type of relationship. In the few months in which I worked at LA Fitness, I picked up a lot. Now, for, for those of you, and I'm, I'm assuming it's, it's quite a few of you guys who've been to a gym, whether you were, whether you've worked at a gym, or whether you've gone to a gym in inquiring about membership there's a process to selling a membership to a gym all right now here's his process and this process pretty much crosses all over all levels of fitness all businesses and things like that all all businesses in which you have to sell so one of the things that we would do one of the things that we were taught as sales counselors is how to give tours give proper tours to anybody that was interested in buying a gym membership at LA Fitness so Here's how a proper tour, I'm just going to walk you through the way a, a proper tour would be. And when I say proper tour, I mean the tour that was going to get them to sign up. Everything you had to lay out. This tour was your opportunity to really pitch the gym, was opportunity for you to get to know the person, figure out what the objections would be, you know, answer those questions that you know, would answer those, solve their problems, solve those objections before they come up really lay everything out. All right. So the potential member would walk in, we get them to sign up, sign a waiver and things like that, all the paperwork that they need to sign just to make it so it's legal for them to get into the gym. And then the pitching began, right? We'd walk throughout the gym. We had a process, all right? So we walked throughout the gym and we'd show them the cardio equipment. Say so these are our X amount of treadmills and a clean daily. And they do this and do that. And then we get to our machine weights. No, no. Yeah, the machine weights, the not the machine weights, it was the uh the step machines, the step ladders merge with the machine weights and we show them that it's like they're all clean. You're never gonna have to wait because we have enough and all that kind of shit. And then towards the as we're passing the machine weights, there'd be a basketball court. And then we have them look to the left and say, yeah, here's our basketball court. If you ever want to play a game, if nobody's in there, you can go in there and get stretching on this, that, and the third. And then we get back to the gym and here's our free weights. And we show them the free weights and things like that. And then there'd be a cardio, there would be a an aerobics room and a spin studio. Aerobics room and a spin studio. There'd be actually my one of my signups was a huge, huge spin fan. She was a huge fan of spin classes. Which for those of you guys who don't know, that's basically a cycling class. And I put her in the spin room, and she was just riding by herself, and she, she just kind of envisioned her. It's very car salesman like it. It's very car. It was like yo, the same way a car a car salesman would put the potential buyer in the car and have them test drive the car. It's the same way that I'd put some of the ladies on the machine and say this is how it works and kind of have them envision themselves losing this weight and all that stuff right then we'd walk around to the locker rooms and if it was a if it was a member not a member but a potential member who wasn't the same gender we'd have them walk in the locker rooms check it out if it was the same gender we'd take them to the locker room have them check out the sauna and the steam room and the showers and how everything was nice and neat and then luckily at this LA fitness there was a pool it was a pool with a jacuzzi. With a jacuzzi, we'd go to the jacuzzi, have them check it out, and then have them meet us back. It was like a circle that we'd make around the gym. All right? Now, here's where it gets really important. Here's where it gets really important. I want you guys to pay very close attention to what I'm telling you now. Towards the end of the tour, towards the end of the tour, Dupree would always 
asked this question. He said he would say because he's getting ready to show the prices. You know, all this time we're talking about the gym and all the great features and the anemones and all those kinds of things, but we're not telling them how much the gym membership costs. Not until we ask this question. They ask the question. So the hours work for you because we mentioned what hours we were open. There were times in which, you know, the gyms open. There's some gyms that open at 5 a.m. and some gyms that open at 24 hours, this, that, and the third. At LA Fitness, it just happened to be open from, I believe it's 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. or something like that. They weren't 24 hours, but it was open really, really early in the morning. So the last thing that he would ask before we sit them down, before we sit the client down, the potential member down to show them prices, we would say, so the hours work for you, right? The hours work for you. Now, teammates, I want to park it right there. I want to I really park it right there. I'm parking it right there and I'm holding it right there because as I mentioned previous, I just mentioned a couple minutes ago when I first jumped on this, when I first jumped on this recording, your hours, the hours that you're willing to work, the hours that you're willing to put into your dream are going to dictate your success. Let's say that again in case you kind of missed it. The hours in which you're willing to put towards your dream, the hours in which you're willing to be up, the hours in which you really are about to do something are going to dictate your success. I cannot stress that enough. All right, the hours. What hours are you willing to put into your dream? Now, when I first, before I even got, now this is why it didn't work out with me in LA Fitness, because in my mind, I was willing, I had my own business, I'd already gone bankrupt, I'd already tried this, I'd already done so many things and had so many ideas and put so much, so much content out there that I was willing to work out like 24 hours a day, seven days a week on my personal dream. Not on LA Fitness's dream, I was willing to put in that kind of work because I had spent the previous two years I was at a, another gym, then I was working the overnight shift. And I was working that overnight shift because I had a dream of, of working as a scout in the NFL. And I was being, I was this independent scout for a scouting company and it was all commission work. And I got to, my days got to be free for me to go out and recruit and build my business and do what I had to do. And I was willing to say, you know what, I'll just take a nap and, you know, head, <laughs> head to the gym at night. All right. And that, that's my point. Ask yourself this question and, and make sure you jot this down. This is very important because what we have, what I deal with regularly now in my current place of employment as a teacher, the problem that I have now in, in the, the situation I'm in is I'm around, now that I'm out of that fitness world, I'm around people who are simply willing, only willing, strictly willing to trade dollars for hours. Meaning they are only going to work. They're only going to work for a certain amount of hours, for a certain amount of pay, and that's it. That's it. And they wonder why they get stuck in that rat race. However, for you guys as listeners to this show, as people who want to be successful, as even for my new listeners, do not fall into that rat race. Do everything in your power, everything you could possibly do. Figure something out to where you do not fall into the rat race fall into the rat race of trading dollars per hours. It is a complete, it is a dead end. It's a dead end. It doesn't matter what job you have, what career you have. It is a, a place where you will never see, you'll never see light because you're never going to be able to make enough money. 
it's never going to be enough. All right, I, I can remember, and, and this is true. This is true in so many ways. This is true for all forms of success. All right, I, I can remember there was a time in which I would, when, while I was working that overnight shift at Spunk Fitness, that it was getting really tough for me because I wasn't able to, you know, it takes its toll on you. It really does. It, it, it's like I was an owl when you do it for, I was doing it for over two years. It, I felt like an owl. I didn't have it. I lost touch with everyone during the day. I'd be so tired and I just get stuff done. And I mean, it, it wouldn't be the easiest thing, but I was in the process of building my dream. And there had a time in which I was having a conversation. I was having a conversation with my mother because she too had spent time working overnight. You know, she spent time working overnight and I asked, I'm like, how long were you able to keep this up? And the reason it was such a valuable thing for her, because my sister and I were very young at the time. So she needed her days free so she can babysit my sister and I, take us to the library. You know, she was working towards getting her associate's degree and all those kinds of things. So working overnight was something that was very valuable to her. And she, she breaks it down. She's like, I did that for almost seven years seven years but at the same time it was her working that overnight shift that allowed her to raise my sister and I the correct way right so she didn't have to put us in some daycare and she didn't have to do certain things that would stumble that would completely ruin us as young people you know she didn't use that that excuse of oh well I got to go to school and I got to do this it was like that overnight shift helped her raise us the correct way in fact not and it, it's it's interesting too it's interesting, too, because as I was working the overnight shift, I had a lot of time to read and a lot of time to really sharpen my put a lot of good information in my brain and, and research a lot of inspiring people. One of those people that I researched, his name is Hill Harper, actor. He was an actor in Into Deep and author of The Conversation and Letters to a Young Brother, Letters to a Young Sister great friends with President Barack Obama. I believe he went to Harvard Law School with him. If I'm not mistaken, he went to, I believe that that was where him and President Barack Obama became friends. And I was watching one of his YouTube clips and he was talking about how when he just got into acting, he took a job. He's talking about someone who was, uh, Harvard, was a Harvard Law School student, took a job overnight so we'd have time during the day to go audition for gigs and things of that nature. All right. So whatever, wherever you are in life right now, wherever you are in life right now, wherever you are with your business, it's about the hours you're willing to put in. It's only so so long you can, you know, tax IDs and make sure it's incorporated and make sure you got the right slogan and make sure you have price only so and then make sure you have a mission statement and all the other shit, all the other legal documents that are important. Don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place for that. But you have to ask yourself. What hours is this really, really, what, what kind of hours am I really going to put into this every single day? When you have the answers to that question, I'm telling you things are going to really clear up for you and your, your money, your, your money will reflect that. And I'll actually, I'll close with this example. Just the other day, the other day I, I went to get a hair. Actually, it was more of like a two day thing, right? I found, I finally found a barber out here in West Palm beach and, Love it. You know, I went, I went to this guy 
and man, he lined me up right. The edge up was right. I, you could t- I could always tell when I got lined up right because I could see how the how the ladies are kind of smiling at me and looking at me different. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stick with this barber. This is my guy. I'm gonna roll with him, right? So I got my hair cut by this cat. It, I believe the name of the barber shop is Fades Fly Fly Fades in West Palm Beach, right? So I got I got my hair cut by this guy. Loved it. So I, I rescheduled. I reached out to him. I DM'd him actually. And I said, all right, yo, I need you to line me up again. I got a big speaking gig coming up. And I had something, and he says, yeah, all right, Friday, I got you. So I get there Friday. He's not there. He, the, the appointment, he didn't make it, whatever. He forgot about it, whatever. The, the actual speaking gig was Sunday. So I didn't think much of it. So he, he reaches back out that Friday afternoon and says, all right, can you come in Saturday morning? I'm like, all right, cool. I'm there Saturday morning because at least this point, it'll be freshed up for Sunday. I get there Saturday morning. Guess what? He blows me off. He, you know, his, his specific excuse was he overslept. Now, listen, I can get on here and I could bash him and I could talk about it, but I'm not going to waste time talking about him. Just know I got lined up right. I got lined up right because the person that I actually did get, like I got there at 10 a.m. on that Saturday and the person that I actually did line me up, she happened to be a barber from New York and she's, she's been in the game for a while because you can tell how frustrated what she was when I kept showing up. I was there the night before and she was there. And then the next morning I'm waiting for the same guy. And she even said, you know, it reflects poorly on us as barbers when the barbers do that. So she was like, look, I got you. I got you. You stay right there, bro. I got you. All right. Now me and me and this lady, I, I want to say her name is Maria. I'm pretty sure. I, th- I think it's Maria, something like that. We ended up having an incredible conversation. Incredible conversation. She's a New Yorker, and I was telling her I got family in New York, and you know that that that's a big part. New York is a huge part of my upbringing. All kinds of things. We just started chopping it up, and I asked her, I was like, "Sorry, so how long you been in this? How, how what are some of the business lessons and some of the things that you've learned throughout your journey as a barber?" <laughs> All right, and man, I, I probably should have should have known, but asking that question made my haircut last for probably another hour because boy, she got to talking and she was giving me all kinds of gems and just saying, yeah, this is what I learned. This is my, you know, as a female, as a barber, you know, you gotta, you gotta really bring it and you gotta really do your thing. You know, you gotta show that you represent or whatever. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase it for you. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna give you the whole thing, obviously, but there was one thing that she did mention that I wanted to tell you guys, I made, I made a mental note of it to make sure I mentioned on this show, all right? She said, that there was a time when she was living in New York that she had met a barber who opened up his shop overnight, opened up his shop from about 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. And his pockets were fat. I mean, he was making so much money. He was making so much money that he was able to sell it and and move on and, and live a very, very fruitful life. He was able to retire. And why was he willing to do it? Because he had switched it. You know, most barbers, open at about what 10 a.m and then they close about 6 p.m or whatever they they don't stay open that late so he flipped it and there were people who were getting ready to go to the club and you know they just got off the train and they need to get a lineup and he had just switched it because his hours he was willing to work overnight and he was willing to cut here all 2 a.m in the morning 5 a.m whatever you know while all the other barbers were sleeping all right. And, and I, I said I said something to myself, a mental note. I didn't want to ask her too many questions because she was doing too much talking as it was. You know how it is when barbers get to talk and I had to get my hair cut and go. I already waited long enough. But it was something that was so interesting and so crucial. It took me back 
to when when Dupree used to ask people, you know, what hours do the hours work for you when it comes to signing up? It took me back to when I was overnight working overnight. It took me back to what my mother taught me. It took me back to what Hill Harper had conveyed about, you know, working hours and things of that nature. And I wanted to bring that to your your attention. All right. And, and as I close, teammates, as I close, again, I'll ask you, just like I asked you at the beginning, what hours are you willing to work? Because the hours that you're willing to work, what you're willing to do, what you're willing to put in your head, what you're willing to really invest in this dream, invest in this business, invest in this thing that you want so bad, it's going to dictate your success. Do not trade dollars for hours. Do not fall for the okie doke. Do not fall for what the world gives you, the, the comfortable salary and all that shit. You're never going to make enough money if you just continuously trade dollars for hours. Ask yourself, what hours are you willing to invest in your dream? And the more hours, the more success and the more things, the more positive energy, more great things that are going to be coming your way. All right. Ask yourself this question. Ask yourself that question every single day, every time you wake up, every time you're about to really make your move and really go out and make, make something happen. Continue to be great. Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. Hustling, hustling, every day I'm 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 every day I'm every day I'm hustling. I'm the fucking future, nigga, what you can't see the facts You want them pretty things, I'm the one you need to ask They come cross the border, I'm fulfilling your order But the second you ball them, fair charges get bought up I'm whipping the case, like I'm whipping the base Look your dead in your face, now tell me how good is it taste Will it foul count? I'm the Dow Jones Down south with them D-Boys round zones We never steal cars, what I'm putting miles on 30 feet and cost a couple hundred thousand My shit bigger than yours At the bidding wars I'm the one they bidding for, dog. I'm just a bigger drought I'm in the distribution I'm like Def Jam Release fish scale scales on my desk, man Every day I'm hustling
took him on a coaster ride Remix, remix, still talking white bricks Two million records sold, and I'm still talking white shit Let's go. Every day I'm hustling. Every, every. 